This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Here we go, here we go, comedy alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not passing the buck on the border. Joe Biden telling reporters yesterday the border crisis is not his fault because circumstances have changed. It's a mess. Uh, We will try to clean it up. Uh, We're going to have Florida Congressman Byron Donalds here uh, on the show today, as well as Federalist CEO Sean Davis and your fine self at 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. I did break a campaign promise to our listeners, so let me get that out of the way. I was supposed to be on uh, with the great Harris Faulkner, the queen of daytime, five minutes ago, right before the show. But the president... Just droned on and on and on at the United Nations, this being a news channel. Uh, They do have to take Biden's speech. So they did not show your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. And I can't begrudge them that because Joe Biden speaking to the U.N. marks the first time in history that American president had his words translated into English. Uh, The guy's a mess. And he's going to be the focus of the first hour of the show if you want to chime in. 888-788-9000. Nine one zero. Happy Wednesday, everybody. The champs in a good mood. The Yankees had a, a a stunning comeback last night. Me and Lincoln Fallon is one of my favorite things to do in the world is watch sports with my kid. And the reason I have him on a lot to talk sports with you on the show is I need you to understand this is very new to him. Okay, Lincoln wasn't really athletically inclined. You know, three years ago, four years ago, he was a guy playing Fortnite like a lot of your kids out there. Just a sweet little cherub talking smack over the intercom with his friends in their other houses, you know, chowing down on whatever chips or fried ridiculousness he could get out of the fridge. (laughs) And then you'd try to get him off at the end of a 20 hour day. and He'd be like, I hate you. He'd like turn into a demon. Get away from me. Like the exorcist. He was crazy. And uh, somewhere along the line, he took a turn. I don't know if it was, you know, somebody that piqued his interest at school, a girl, a boy, a they or a them. I don't know. Uh, or if it was, in fact, that he just matured into, like, competitive athlete mode. But the link man now is like I have a sports center anchor in my house 24 hours a day. You know, just walks into the rooms with non sequiturs. You know, we have breaking news. Uh, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals have signed Kyler Murray to an extension. You know, you just, oh, good to see you, Lincoln. And it's a lot of fun. So last night, the Fallas stayed up watching the Yankees. They were down 8-4 in the ninth. Aaron Judge 
hit a historic 60th home run on the season to lead off the bottom of the ninth and then loaded the bases, got a walk-off grand slam out of Giancarlo Stanton. It's about time. And the failers were living it up. We had a great night. So you understand, as I get on the air today, I'm always in a great mood. I always say, like, I'm a dog with a job. You know when you go to the airport and you see the dog wagging its tail as it sniffs the bags because the dog just can't believe they're counting on him to save the plane? That's always my attitude when I get on the air. There's a few million of you listening. My tail's always wagging. I cannot believe that you are counting on me to save this show today. I don't know what went on. I don't know what kind of drinking or pills went into this decision by Fox. But the point is, they made this bed. We're all sleeping in it. And uh, we got a lot of work to do. So let me jump in here first and foremost with your president. Because the guy is just, man, oh boy, oh man. I always say, like, we're living in the death of shame. The death of shame being people are willing to get in front of a TV camera now and say anything, literally anything. They don't care if it's embarrassing. They don't care if you can easily contradict it with fact. They just want to win the news cycle. It's the biggest problem facing the country. Like when I get on the air every day, I say this all the time, the whole be a Republican, you know, you could be a Republican on the show. I say it every day, okay? You could be a Democrat on it. doesn't matter. I say every day, the only rule of the show is don't be a and I say it because, sadly, most of the country right now is being run by a bunch of shameless <laughs> bottom line. OK, whether you look at the border, whether you look at the economy, whether you look at the crime. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Just a mess. And Biden spoke at the U.N. just a few minutes ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. We'll get to it. And the big priority, of course, was what? Climate change. Oh, we're going to save the environment. Come on. Birthing person nature is in a bad mood. They is going to get us with storms and flooding. We got to do something about it. Yo, people are starving right now because of the inflation. People are dying in record numbers because of the open border. Okay, the national crime rate is at a 35-year high. I got to be honest, nobody cares about the weather. Correct the mundo. But there he was. So we'll get to that. But we start with the border because the border is the most pressing issue. The border is the now problem in this country. Record level of people overdosing on fentanyl right now. And to be clear, they're not overdosing. They're being poisoned. These are recreational drug users taking an Adderall for the first time and dropping dead. It's not supposed to work that way. Okay? It's ridiculous. And there's a real dereliction of duty when it comes to policing the border because even right now, the bigger effort being made, the bigger effort is to make this a conversation about Ron DeSantis. Oh, it's a political stunt. Hey, whoa, who cares if it's a political stunt? 50 people on an air-conditioned bus in an effort to bring attention to 115,000 people dying is a worthy stunt any day of the week. I think he's got a point. Okay, what are we talking about here? So we should just devote all of our national resources to, I don't know, we'll investigate Ron DeSantis for having the nerve to put 50 people in an air-conditioned bus? Yo, 53 people suffocated inside the floorboards of a truck in San Antonio. Was there any effort made at prosecution then? The answer would be no. No, no, no. We don't go after the real human traffickers that are raping women and suffocating people. No, we go after the political opponents that are trying to draw attention to our ineptitude at the border. This is politics as usual. Okay, here is Joe Biden. Okay, and it's just so this is all fascinating because the one thing that became just so abundantly clear yesterday is that the concern is never going to be the people. It's always going to be the politics. Okay, the concern at the border It's not about, hey, how do we solve the problem? It's how do we 
not talk about this till after the midterms. And that's a lot of what's going on. Okay, so let me start here. I'm going to give you some border. Uh, and man, oh boy, oh man, it's really tough. It's really tough as like the dog with the tail wagon to get on the air and keep the tail wagon when you hear stuff like this because these people are impossible. Okay, they're impossible and they just don't care. Okay, KJP was asked, hey, it's the United States of America. You got governors in Texas and Florida trying to draw attention to a crisis that's overwhelming resources, getting people killed. Have you talked to these people? KJP responds with they're not worth talking to. Here it is. Clip five. I mean, there's no understanding to be reached. They are using people who are leaving a commun- communist countries as political stunt. Instead of instead of maybe what they should do is call on their senators in their in their state, uh, uh, call on you know Senator Marco Rubio, ask Senator Rick Scott why is it that they did not vote for historic funding uh, when it comes to Department of Homeland Security's making sure that we are dealing uh, with this issue. That's not what they did. Uh, this is a again a political stunt that they are taking uh, for their own uh, for their own uh, political narrative. You suck, you jackass. Now understand, okay? When she says, "Oh, ask Senator Rubio why they voted against funding," okay? Understand what they're referring to in that moment are bills that have nothing to do with funding border security. The Democrats will pass a bill called "Give Everybody Free College," the taxpayers pay for it. And in paragraph 9,322, they'll be like, and here's 50 bucks extra for the cops. And then when the Republicans vote against free college for everybody, the taxpayer pays for it. The Democrats are like, see, they didn't support the cops. You understand? That's what they do. Think about the climate change bill. Okay, it was called the Inflation Reduction Act. The Congressional Budget Office said it did not reduce inflation. It increased spending. And it passed the burden on to the taxpayer. Republicans voted against it. But what are the Democrats now saying on the campaign trail? See, they voted against reducing inflation. I don't want to hear a word about inflation. Okay, these guys had a chance to vote against inflation. Democrats are so full of crap. It's the politics, the politics, the politics. I can't sit here when people are actually dying and care who's in charge if they're getting the job done. The reason I do care is that they're not getting the job done, and they don't want to discuss that. They don't want to address the problem. They want you to believe it's somebody else's fault. So here is Joe Biden. Remember the guy who said the buck stops here? Well, inflation has driven it up to a buck eighty-seven, but it ain't stopping there. Here's clip one. On the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never have there are fewer fewer immigrants coming from. Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. It looks like I'm sending uh, migrants to Delaware. Do you have any comment or response to that, sir? He should come visit. We have a beautiful shoreline. That was embarrassing. So embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? Because he was asked a question. Okay, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch? And what he said was, well, it's different now because they're coming from different countries. Not even close. Dude, it's not the fact that they're coming from specific countries. It's the fact that they're coming because it's open. Bingo. 
This the reason the border is overwhelmed under Joe Biden is because he repealed all of Donald Trump's border policies. I'm not saying this is like some right wing Donald Trump super fan. The guy's not even going to run for president in 2024. I'm willing to bet any of you he's not going to run. I'm willing to bet any of you if he does run, he's not going to win the Republican nomination. I believe that. That is what I believe. I didn't say he's a bad guy. Lock him up. His policies are phenomenal, exponentially better for the country. And when I raise the point that Biden repealed his policies, it's not because I'm just looking to fight the Democratic Party. You're not my enemy. I'm so sick of politics being conducted this way. I'm so sick of talk shows being conducted this way. I don't have to get on the air every day and just slander the other side to make this a show. Okay, but the fact remains the other side has no idea what they're doing right now, and it's becoming a really big issue for all of us. I admire your honesty. Okay, we're in this position because the Democrats made border security a racial issue. That's how we got here. That's why we're here. They voted for border wall funding twice under George W. Bush and again under Barack Obama. And then when Donald Trump said, hey, we're going to build a wall across the whole border, they're like, that's racist. How dare you? That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did them. Okay, what do you mean? We should be building bridges and not walls. So the Democrats fought border wall funding at every turn, so much so that we shut down the government over border wall funding halfway through Trump's term. But stick with me, because it's not the only thing they rescinded. Okay, the remain in Mexico policy, the thing the real human traffickers are taking advantage of. He repealed the remain in Mexico policy. Now, understand what that did. It meant people apprehended at our border would remain in Mexico. Do you understand the difference? If you get caught at the border now, you get let into the country. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Think about that. They get let right into the country. And they say, well, they're seeking asylum. So they're not technically illegal because the judge hasn't ruled on their case yet. Wrong. Yo, they're breaking the law to get into the country. Ninety percent of the people do not respond to their excuse me, to their asylum hearings. They don't even show up to their hearings. They're not getting deported. We don't have the resources to deport them. Okay, and again, I have empathy for these people. They're fleeing real oppression, not pretend American oppression, real oppression, food insecurity, cartel violence. And yeah, they're going to wind up dealing with food insecurity and cartel violence if they get shipped to a liberal city. But the point is, okay, I have empathy for these people. I genuinely do. The frustration becomes they are taking our border agents, the ones who could be out there spotting fentanyl, stopping cartels. They're turning them into human resource workers that are processing migrants and shipping them around the country for Joe Biden in the middle of the night instead of spending all day and night securing the border. Joe Biden removed the remain in Mexico policy. Understand that allows cartels to say we know how to smuggle you up to America. Don't worry about getting caught because they'll let you in. That allowed the cartels to turn border smuggling into a billion-dollar industry again. It was completely cut down under Trump. Illegal border crossings had cut by 80 percent. We're now sitting at a place where we've just crossed $2 million for the year. That can't be good. Yeah, and amongst the $2 million, we know as recently as yesterday, 12 more people on the terror watch list that just got apprehended at the border. Okay, that's 12 that we know about. How many don't we know about? This could be a problem. So when Biden says, oh, well, the reason it's overwhelmed under me is they're coming from different countries. No, 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 no. The reason it's overwhelmed is because they're coming because of a different president. 
out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The stampede of stupidity in Washington, D.C. marches on for another day. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre. She was on MSNBC last night. And the claim here is that Republican governors relocating migrants to liberal cities are putting their lives at risk. This is so fascinating on so many levels. Just hear the clip. It's clip seven. I don't know why we would reach out Mm -hmm. to a governor or governors who are clearly playing a political game. Right. It is something that they're doing not to find a solution, but to literally literally put people's lives at risk. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I mean, you talk about weapons grade stupid. Their lives are at risk by going to liberal cities. She's technically not wrong because the crime rates in liberal cities are off the charts. So it's a little bit of a self-own there. But she makes it sound like these people were like, oh, I don't know, hanging out at an all-inclusive resort along the border, day drinking, napping in a hammock when Ron DeSantis ripped them out of the hammock and was like, you're going to Martha's Vineyard where they don't like brown people. And they're going to kick you out in 24 hours, and then you're trapped in a military base. Ron DeSantis, okay, took people that were sleeping on the streets, people that had been smuggled into the country, people that had risked drowning to cross a river, okay, people who are, again, dealing with cartel violence, people who are, again, risking their lives just to come to this country. They shouldn't be under any dire threat because they're getting sent to a liberal city other than the fact that the liberals can't control their cities. But when she says, oh, they're not trying to you know, come up with solutions, they are. They're trying to say, hey, Biden, admit this is a problem. Acknowledge this is an issue and solve the problem. That's what they're trying to do. OK, the guy trying to draw attention to a crisis that's killed 115,000 Americans and God knows how many migrants is not the bad guy. It's the guy trying to draw your attention away from that crisis because he's concerned about the politics. That's the guy you should be worried about. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. 
It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, holding the country together on a big Wednesday. It might feel like we're coming apart at the seams, uh, but we got serious backup coming in to save the day. Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District of Florida is going to be here. Sean Davis, the CEO of The Federalist, who is, uh, I got to tell you, man, Sean M. Dave on the on Twitter. It's a pretty funny follow. Because what Sean does, and I always find him interesting to talk to. I like to rev him up and get his takes on the world. Sean has a really good handle on, you know, political precedent, meaning things Democrats have done in the past and how they're contradicting themselves now, you know, double standards and stuff like that. And uh, right now is like such a sweet spot for him on the radio because every single thing going on by the Democrats has been contradicted by the Democrats in one way or another, like this big effort being made to call Ron DeSantis a human trafficker. It's like, this guy's a human trafficker. He sent 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Yo, Joe Biden has flown millions, literally millions of migrants around the country in the middle of the night. Tell them like it is. So how is it human trafficking if DeSantis does it? But not human trafficking if Biden does it. And more importantly than all of that, how are we focusing on any of this instead of the actual human trafficking that's going on with our southern border? That's the bigger issue. OK, but I want to play you some of these clips because they're fascinating. OK, DeSantis now being investigated by a sheriff. He's, you know, sheriff's looking into this as actual human trafficking. This is it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay, but here is DeSantis uh, outlining the fact that not only did the migrants voluntarily go up to Martha's Vineyard, okay, but they were aware on the way in of where they were going, how they were getting there, and what was in play. Okay, it was hardly what it's being depicted as, which is, yeah, you know, these guys were just hanging out, living a life of luxury down in Eagle Pass, Texas. You know, people were fanning them and feeding them grapes. These were the good old days. And then DeSantis came along. It's like so embarrassing. But this is our politics. OK, they want you to believe it's human trafficking when a Republican does it with 50 people. But when the Democrat does it with a million people, no big deal. That's not right. Not even kind of right, Kevin Meany. Here's DeSantis talking about uh, the stunt, the big stunt that tried to draw awareness to the border. Uh, and he talks, of course, about the bigger stunt being pulled by the guy in the White House. Clip nine. They accuse the governors of Arizona, Texas and me of political stunts in terms of dealing with illegal immigration. But the biggest stunt was Biden coming into office and reversing Trump's policies, not because Trump's policies weren't working. He reversed them because he wanted to virtue signal to his base and he wanted to show that he thought Donald Trump was bad. And that's why he reversed it. And he reversed it knowing what would end up happening. Uh, and so he has done, he has pulled the biggest political stunt. Look, I think people need to press the case on this in the midterms. We know the inflation, the economy, as you said, is going to be a big issue. Crime's going to be a huge issue. But this immigration and border, I think, is now a front burner issue. The force is strong with this one. Force is very strong in DeSantis. He likes to fly into the storm because he has the facts. Do you understand? DeSantis is, for all intents and purposes, he's the new Trump. Like the media, it's we've just gone from Don to Ron. And now DeSantis is literally Hitler. You know, the guy with the best COVID rates in the country, the guy with the best economy in the country, the guy who has more people moving to his state than anyone else in the country. The Democrats want you to believe he's the devil. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. How dare Ron DeSantis preserve people's freedoms? 
What do you mean he let kids go to school knowing they weren't vulnerable against the virus? Come on, a targeted approach to vaccinations instead of a mandate? How dare this guy? No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. That's what the Democrats want you to believe, but understand. Your priorities are not their priorities. Their priorities are not your priorities. What I mean by that is they're always targeting issues from angles you don't care about. Believe me, Joe Biden spoke at the United Nations today. His job was to represent the interest of the American people. He devoted his speech to climate change. Okay, understand that heading into the midterms, climate change is not a top 10 issue. They are not there anymore to represent your your interests. There was a time where politics, politicians would at least pretend they would get in, in front of a microphone, get in front of a camera and be like, well, the people sent me to Washington, you know, on these three issues and we're going to pursue these three issues. And, you know, deep down, we always knew they wouldn't pursue them that hard and the lobbyist money would slide under the door and they'd you know, start getting visits from those K Street lobbyists and they'd head out to the Cafe Milano and have a nice fancy lobbyist lunch. And, yeah, they'd get lazy and they wouldn't really pursue our interest, but they would at least have the decency to pretend they were. Now they don't even pretend. It's just a perpetual fight for power where people are so beholden to their political party. Believe me, half of Twitter right now is screaming at me that Ron DeSantis is a human trafficker with no regard for the fact that Joe Biden has shipped a million migrants around the country. How is it human trafficking when one guy does it but not another? You can't explain it to me. Oh, because it was a stunt because he was trying to draw attention to the porous border. Like, dude, that's embarrassing. Okay, and understand, here's more DeSantis explaining that they voluntarily went to Martha's Vineyard. They've even gone as far now to release the pamphlets and the releases themselves. This is clip 10. They all sign consent forms to go. And then the vendor that that is doing this for Florida provided them with a packet that had a map of Martha's Vineyard. It had the numbers for different services on Martha's Vineyard. And then it had numbers for the overall agencies in Massachusetts that handle things involving immigration and refugees. So it was clearly voluntary. And all the other nonsense you're hearing um, is just not true. And and why wouldn't they want to go, given where they were? They were in really, really bad shape. uh, And they got to be cleaned up, everything treated well, and then put in a situation. Because, Sean, there are jobs available in Martha's Vineyard. There is lodging available in Martha's Vineyard. Had they lived up to their what they build themselves at as a sanctuary jurisdiction, they could have absorbed those people without a problem. That is correct. They could have absorbed them in a second. Okay, they were out there on the news promising to absorb them straight up. Okay, we got your back. I played you that clip last week. I'm still laughing about it. It's the funniest thing in the world. This is from Friday. This is Rachel Self, the immigration attorney, clip 21. To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people who find themselves plane wrecked on our island, I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. We are proud to be here for you. And we've got you. If the intention of those who perpetrated this horrendous act was to create a crisis, you have failed. We have got your back. Dude, they were kicked out less than an hour after she said that. That statement is from Friday morning. She said that Friday morning. We've got you. It's all going to be fine. This stunt failed. Dude, an hour later, they were out of Martha's Vineyard. Gone. Thrown out. We don't want you here. 
They don't want them there. Why? Because they could handle 50. They have 150,000 tourists a season. They can handle 150,000 people, technically speaking, at a minimum. But they don't want them there because if they handle 50, then, well, how come you can't take another 100? How come you can't take another 300? Sanctuary cities, it is a branding exercise. Hate has no home here. Okay, but neither do migrants. It's a branding exercise. They say they're a sanctuary city. Look at New York. Look at Washington, D.C. We're sanctuary cities. Everyone's welcome. No people are illegal. And then those people show up and they're like, get them out of here. Get them out. Can't get rid of them fast enough. Humanitarian crisis. I mean, again, Bill Malusian, who's catching a lot of heat from the White House right now. He's our border reporter. He's the one showing you the infrared videos in the middle of the night where people are sneaking across the river. Sadly, he's the guy, you know, talking to people as they're trying to rescue drowning migrants in the river. I'm telling you, like, one of the hardest things I've ever done in this business is I was on with Harris Faulkner and Malusian, uh, right before they came to me, was interviewing a family that had literally just come out of the water soaking wet and had made it to America. And it's a very powerful, emotional thing. These people travel a thousand miles. They're in the country. I'm watching a grown man weep on camera surrounded by his wife and child. Okay, that stuff happens. I have empathy. These are human beings, man. That's why we're supposed to be encouraging legal immigration. Okay, human beings coming out of a river, that's inhumane. Human beings suffocating in a tractor trailer, that's inhumane. 30% of the women crossing the border getting sexually assaulted, that's inhumane. Do you know every girl over the age of 10 is getting a pregnancy test because that's how prevalent sexual assault is to women who cross our border illegally? That's inhumane. Like, these are the things you're supposed to focus on. We're not supposed to pretend someone's a fake human trafficker when real human traffickers have made a billion dollars. But here's Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to tell you why it's different. Uh, there's a legal process in place. Oh, I know, because DeSantis just handed them a $2 bill and a map of Massachusetts. Here's clip eight. Under a plan proposed by DHS, migrants would be sent to such cities as Los Angeles, where shelters would get an advance warning to have time to prepare for the influx. Now I know some people are going to say, sending migrants on planes, wait, 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 alarm bells. Tell me how that is meaningfully different than what DeSantis and Abbott are doing. So the way that we have worked this through is that there's Title 42, which is a court-ordered um, uh, order uh, process that we have to go through. It's a CDC health authority. It's not an immigration authority. And so people are automatically expelled. And for those that are not, they go through a legal process. And right now, what we have been able to do in the past 19 months in the past year is we have seen a very much increase of uh, uh, a historic increase of people that we have been able to expel out of the country. You don't have a clue. No, she has no idea. Okay, understand when she says Title 42, that was a COVID era provision put in place under Trump that demanded COVID screening at the border. Why? Because if your kids can't go to school, if you can't go to work, you can't go to church because we can't risk groups of people traveling about in our country, the Trump administration, the CDC, to their credit, said, hey, we can't just let people across the border all willy-nilly. We can't have two standards because if there's two standards, there's no standard. If COVID is a real thing, then we can't disregard COVID at the border but enforce it everywhere else in the country. Understand? Title 42 was meant to screen migrants for COVID. The Biden administration has been sued in court over their refusal to enforce Title 42. So you understand. Okay, remain in Mexico, something they have also been sued in court to enforce. Why? Because the courts of this country said, hey, if you don't 
make asylum seekers remain in Mexico to their cases heard. You're basically just letting anyone into this country who wants to come into their country, whether they should be here or not. And that's exactly what's happened. This is ridiculous. Okay, the reason we say the border is wide open is not because someone won't get caught. Granted, we've had hundreds of thousands, they say over a million people come in that are called gotaways. Okay, but the reason it's wide open is not because of what they say, but because of what they do. Yes, they do catch people at the border. They do. No question. I give them that. And believe me, I have a lot of appreciation and reverence for the people putting on the uniform at a time when ICE agents have been compared to the KKK. Don't ever forget that. Your vice president said ICE agents are the KKK. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> but what are ICE agents there to do? Deport violent criminals, violent criminals with no political allegiance. OK, they're not just attacking one political party. They're attacking all Americans. ICE doesn't deport them because they vote Democrat. ICE doesn't deport them because of their ethnicity. ICE deports them because they're killing people. OK, they don't belong in this country if they don't observe the rule of law. So when you hear like Karine Jean-Pierre trying to draw this distinction about, well, we have a thing called Title 42 and, you know, We've got all these people coming in. Title 42 is only a thing because the courts ordered them to go back to enforcing it. Okay, remain in Mexico is only a thing that they're still not enforcing despite a court order. But repealing that security allows cartels, allows people coming to this country illegally to get in automatically. Automatically. You get caught at the border. You don't get thrown out. You get let in. If you're dumb enough to show up to your asylum case and it turns out you shouldn't get asylum, you might get sent home. okay? but for every one person that gets sent home, a few hundred thousand people are getting let in. Dude, it's out of control. And that's the issue here. They can say, oh, it's different. Biden to say, no, no, no. The only thing that's different is the amount of people that were coming two years ago and the amount of people that are coming now. And it's all based on who's in power and what their priority happens to be. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard, here I come. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard, here I come. They got some crazy rich white liberals there who say I am not welcome. I'm gonna be sneaking across the border, just after nine. I'm gonna be sneaking across the border, it's open all the time. With my girlfriend and with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. 
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's been so much attention paid to the migrants being relocated to Washington, D.C., to New York City, and, of course, up to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, but if you remember, about a year ago on this show, it was October of last year, about 11 months ago, we started talking about all of the migrants. Joe Biden was flying into Westchester in the middle of the night. Uh, it was a big story at the time, but we've all conveniently forgotten that that was a thing and that long before DeSantis was a human trafficker for shipping 50 people up to Martha's Vineyard, there was a guy by the name of Joe Biden pretty much running an airline in the middle of the night with nonstop flights to other locations other than the border. And Alex has a course of action on how those migrants should handle things in court. Yo, Alex, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, thanks so much for taking the call. I got a good comeback for uh, Ron DeSantis. I think that what he should do is... You know, just like the Democrats paid now these immigrants that went to Martha's Vineyard so that they should file a lawsuit against Ron DeSantis for sending them there and for misleading them, I would like to pay a, a couple of these immigrants that came to New York City because Joe Biden flew them out here mm-hmm. or to other places across the country and pay them to file a lawsuit against Joe Biden for <laughs> misleading them and sending them to New York City or other places. It, it's funny that, you know, you get it. There's no difference between what DeSantis did and what Biden did, and you know that. Absolutely. And that's what makes right. this all so stupid. The only real hole in your plan is most of these migrants took a look at New York City and were like, hey, I'm going back to Venezuela. I'm not doing this. This is <laughs> this is dangerous. I'll take on the cartels before I hang out behind Port Authority. But isn't it so stupid that we're investing as much energy as we are in fighting DeSantis, fighting Abbott, and, oh, I don't know, fighting the cartels instead? Yeah, because all that matters for them is to remain in power, and mm-hmm. they know that the Ron DeSantis is a threat to them because he might run for president. Yep. But, you know, you could take this a step further as well, and I think Ron DeSantis could pay these guys that went to Martha's Vineyard also to sue the people that threw them out of Martha's Vineyard because it's a it's a city uh, a sanctuary city that's supposed to allow them to yeah. be there. How about that for false advertising? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you, Alex. All right, I'll see you in court. Good stuff. Alex making the case for the prosecution. Uh we'll be back with Sean Davis after this. Live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey girl. Would you look who's back in action, getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America. We got my man, Sean Davis. He's the CEO, co-founder of The Federalist. He's going to be here. Byron Donald, superstar congressman from the 19th Congressional District of Florida in the House, as well as your fine self. Always welcome at 888-788-9910. You know the rule on this show. I say it every hour. I say it to the point of exhaustion. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. We don't care, man. Just don't be a... That is all. Uh, we begin. We, oh man, oh boy, oh man. This is tough to do to you at the top of an hour. You're such a good audience. You guys have been with me from day one, watching me all over the TV, coming to my comedy shows. You've gotten to know my family. Some of you keep mailing me Evil Knievel toys. I got more Evil Knievel toys in the mail yesterday. I still don't know who's sending them. If you're the Evil Knievel guy, or gal, or they or them, can you message me and so I can thank you properly for all of these evil Knievel toys we have in my studio right now? I get all kinds of wild stuff in the mail. Uh, but despite all of this wonderful treatment uh, that you guys have given me over the years, I still have to begin the hour uh, with some clips from The View. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Believe me, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about this one. There are so many shameless race-baiting buffoons in our politics. 
And, you know, there's not really that many people watching The View. Like, I'm on Outnumbered tomorrow. That's our noon show here on Fox News. You know, you got Harris, you got Kaylee, you got Emily. Then they have some dopey guy like me in the middle. You know, and another girl will guest, you know, Kennedy will come on and talk smack about all the government spending in Washington. Thanks, big government weenuses. You know, or you might get something from Dagan McDowell fact-checking the White House. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. The point is, Outnumbered has a lot of class, it has a lot of character, and it has some of the most informed political discourse anywhere in the world. It's a show I'm proud to be associated with. But Outnumbered doesn't drive the narrative on the left. The View does. People take their cues from The View. You know, it's an audience full of gassy middle-aged women just hooting and hollering, applauding all kinds of ridiculous self-righteousness with no basis. In fact, this is the show, don't ever forget, where Whoopi Goldberg once nominated Jill Biden to be attorney general, despite the fact that she's not a doctor. Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. His wife. Yeah, Jill Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would team? never do it. But she, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I could be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a I think she, I know, she's, she's oh. a teacher, but. <laughs> that Whoopi Goldberg. I can't, I, I can't play that clip enough. But, of course, she nominated Jill Biden for, you know, Surgeon General. She's not, of course, qualified. But Whoopi Goldberg was not. That did not keep her from issuing another diagnosis yesterday. And this is not the big headline maker out of yesterday's episode of The View. Believe me, we're about to get to it. But here is Whoopi Goldberg pushing back against reports that Joe Biden has an elevator that doesn't go all the way to the top floor. This is clip 27. There is nothing wrong with Joe Biden. Yeah. He has done what nobody else was able to do. And so, you know, I, I feel like if you've done a good job, I want you to continue to do that. I don't want to have to re-educate another person mm. on what the values of this country are. I don't want to do it. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is weapons grade stupid. Joe Biden has not done a good job. Inflation's at a 40-year high. The national murder rate is at a 35-year high. Our border is at an all-time high at illegal crossings that's resulted in a record level of fentanyl deaths. Is Joe Biden doing a good job by any metric whatsoever? The answer would be no. Not even close. Not even kind of. Not even a little bit. But these is the, this is the kind of partisan stupidity they're known for on The View. Okay, but I bring up The View not because, you know, Whoopi threw another wild pitch into the stands yesterday, as she's known for doing, but because The View once again went all in on who happens to be a racist or who's not ethnic enough. And this is Sonny Hostin. She is the Ely Mistel of The View. Ely Mistel's the guy in MSNBC who would just come on and say the sun is racist. Why the sun always got to shine on the white neighborhood like Ely? The sun doesn't work that way. Just shut up. But he, anything is racist, and that's his job. He's an actual carnival barker paid to yell racism in a crowded theater. Well, Sonny Hostin, that's her gig on The View. You don't get fired for saying what Sonny Hostin said on The View. I'm about to play it for you, but I damn well promise you you would get thrown off this network if you did. Here is Sonny Hostin calling out Nikki Haley as a chameleon. For changing her name to hide Indian heritage. Now, just so we're all on the same page, Nikki Haley is her Nikki is her name. It's on her birth certificate. Okay, she has written at length in two books about her struggle being an Indian family that migrated to this country. She has four chapters on being an Indian woman in her newest book. But on the View, where facts don't matter, you say anything you want. So here is Sonny Hostin. 
saying Nikki's not uh, ethnic enough for not using her real name. By the way, as you listen to this self-righteousness, I want you to understand that Sonny Hostin herself doesn't use her real name. The view is awful. And this is why. Clip 24. I think we've got some if they're willing to challenge Trump. I'd love to see Nikki Haley. I'd love to see Liz Cheney. I'd love to see and Nikki Chris Haley, Inu. the chameleon, and and Liz Cheney, who's not the savior. I disagree. Uh, I think I think I think that Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor what is her of real South name Carolina. Wait, Alyssa, I have a question because for you. Aside from Ron DeSantis, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people don't go by their actual real what name. What is her name? I believe it's, uh, I don't want to mispronounce it. It's, it's Indian, but she, she's, but her background's she Indian. doesn't necessarily, you know, I think if she leaned into. A ton of people don't, don't go by their but, uh, color uh, name. Wait. I mean, dude, did you listen to any of that? What is her real name again, Sunny Hostin? She doesn't go by her <laughs> She doesn't go by her real name. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Sunny Hostin doesn't go by her real name. You know who else doesn't go by their real name? The woman sitting next to her, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh! Whoopi Goldberg's real name, and this is fine. Do whatever, do whatever you want with your name. We don't care. That's not my issue. Okay, but Whoopi Goldberg's name is Karen, and she very much acts like a Karen. Okay? Sonny Hostin's real name is not Sonny. It's Asuncion. And then she has a few hyphenated names. Sonny is a nickname. Hostin. But this idea that they're the arbiters of who is and isn't ethnic. Do you see how they're just throwing out racism as a smear? With no regard for fact, they drive the left-wing mindset. Just when in doubt, racist it out. That's what you got to do. Oh, Sonny, hosting. Yeah, well, Nikki Haley, the chameleon. I mean, dude. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But here is, again, Sarah Haynes, to her credit, pointing out that Sonny Hostin doesn't go by her own real name. Clip 25. Just real quick, because the Nikki Haley conversation came yeah. up. So Nikki Haley's gone by Nikki since she was a child. It's mm -hmm. documented in high school. I wouldn't be shocked that as somebody, an Indian woman growing up in South Carolina at that time, she actually did to avoid prejudice. So I just want to be careful about critiquing yeah, her there, for going by the name some, There are some of by. us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that mm. we can pass. Sonny, I don't so think that that's fair. You call by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say because it. But most <laughs> Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the but sometimes I would say what Alyssa's saying is that people gravitate to names for different reasons. No. I'm, I'm just going to kill this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I am authentically myself. I am Whoopi Goldberg. I will be right back. Except... Her authentic name is not Whoopi Goldberg. You are correct, sir. Did you, did you even get that? And that's why she killed the segment. You understand? She killed the segment because she didn't want it to come back to her. You understand? Her real name is Karen Elaine Johnson. And that's fine. I don't care what your name is. I don't care if it's a stage name. I'm not accusing you of playing down your race or anything in between. But Karen Elaine Johnson is not in any way, shape or form some type of a nickname or reconfiguration of Whoopi Goldberg. Tell them like it is. So how on earth is it an acceptable slander to say Nikki Haley doesn't go by a real name, but if you're Sonny Johnson or you're you know, Whoopi Goldberg, not going by your real name is A-OK, -okay, OK? I'm telling you it's OK because we're living in the death of shame. The view, we disparage it, we make fun of it. It really is the highest rated show in Guantanamo Bay. You can't waterboard people anymore, so you interrogate them by showing them that. 
here is Nikki Haley pushing back against what is obviously racism. It's racism. Call out an Indian woman. You can, this is the point you need to understand, okay? There are no rules when it comes to slandering conservatives. You can call a black conservative anything you want. Call a gay conservative anything you want. Call a, a female conservative, a pro-life woman, anything you want. You won't get fired. You won't lose your job. You call them Hitler. You can call them Uncle Tim like they did with Tim Scott. None of it matters, okay? None of it matters. Here is Nikki Haley talking to Harris Faulkner moments ago about why this pushback is what it is. Clip 29. You know, it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time, that the hosts of The View come after me or that liberals come after me in one you know, in whatever way, they can't stand the fact that a minority female would be a conservative Republican. You know, when I ran for um, when I ran and won governor, um, a, a reporter went to a high ranking African-American Democrat female and said, how do you feel that South Carolina now has their first minority governor? And she said, Nikki Haley's not a minority. She's just a conservative with a tan. What the hell did you just say? Did you hear that? She's not a minority. She's just a conservative with a tan. That's what they can say about Nikki Haley, a woman whose family migrated to this country, a woman who happens to be very proud of her heritage and has made it a centerpiece. This was the governor of South Carolina. Do you understand? She's not hiding anything, but they can say it because she's a conservative woman. Here it is. Clip 30. You look at what Sonny Hostins does and, you know, the idea that, no, Sonny is not her name. Nikki is my name. It is on my birth certificate. It is an Indian name, and I embrace my Indian heritage. I have written two books that describe the struggles that my family had, what it was like growing Mm -hmm. up. But the idea that they can do this, you're not going to see her fired from that show. We're not even going to see an apology from that show because they let liberals say that about conservative Republican minorities all the time. But yet nothing is done. Had this been said about a Democrat, all hell would have broken loose. She is spot on. Okay, and that's the double standard of our times. So you're going to hear all kinds of slanders. We're we're under 50 days between now and the midterms. The Democrats are projecting to lose the House on a historic level. More seats lost under Biden than even Barack Obama, the all-time record holder. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. So you have to understand the slanders are just going to keep getting ratcheted up. These are now Nikki Haley is not Indian and not like I don't even understand what that means. But you know something? Neither did they. And that's why you shouldn't be watching that show. Really do appreciate the fact I got some beers. The show is so freaking dumb that my face is or to tears. Cause Whoopie is a moron, and Joy is stupid too. Honey, why don't we turn off the view? so bad it hurts my head and none of this crap is true they say dumb things and they 
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. So here's a story you won't hear anywhere in the media, but I know it hits home for our listeners out on the flag, WZFG in Fargo. You know, just a couple of weeks after Biden finished shouting, bathed in red lights, that MAGA Republicans were an extremist threat to the country, the very foundation of our democracy. Got a dirtbag out in Fargo. Here's your headline. I'll read you right through the story if you guys aren't up to speed on this one. A suspect admits to fatally plowing a car into a Republican teenager in a politically motivated attack. If you're not familiar with the story, happened out in North Dakota. A gentleman confessed on Monday to the attack, which he confirmed was politically motivated. Guy by the name of Shannon Brandt. He's a 41-year-old male. He allegedly ran over an 18-year-old boy with his car after the pair had an altercation of a political nature at a street festival. He was charged on Monday with vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. Brand started chasing the teen in the city of McHenry. The kid called his mother, according to the reports, asking for help, asking if she knew this guy who was giving him a hard time. The mom headed downtown to help the kid. Before she arrived, the kid had been run over, run over for his Republican views. Okay, driver reported the crime himself and informed police the victim was affiliated with a Republican extremist group and intended to target him after the two had a political disagreement. He was the one who called 911 to report the crash, meaning the alleged murderer. Uh, gentleman was intoxicated at the time. Court papers indicate that he thought Ellison uh, was calling for backup to go after him rather than ask to be rescued. So he basically assumed this kid was calling for backup, and that's why he ran him over. Okay, we don't know of any witnesses... Law enforcement still making attempts to interview potential witnesses from the street dance where this part, this altercation started, people that were present prior to the crash happening. Okay. The mom says she knew of the alleged perpetrator but was not aware of any connection between him and her son. And uh, they're still trying to get to the bottom of this. But what are we dealing with here? A Republican kid got run over with a car. Is anyone going to say a word about this in the media? The answer would be no. Do you realize we have an elected Democrat in Nevada? who killed a reporter three weeks ago? Is anybody covering that in the media? The answer would be no. No, but they'll be out there being like, we got to watch the rhetoric. You can't be, you got to watch what you say. You don't know, this is getting people killed. That's the media. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are, because when there's a double standard, you guys, there's no standard. Okay, now I try really hard not to hold politicians accountable for the actions of the fringe. Okay, when a Bernie Sanders campaign worker shot up a congressional softball game, excuse me, congressional baseball practice in Washington, D.C., hit our guy Steve Scalise. Okay, we didn't go out and blame Bernie Sanders. But you understand, he did listen to years of Bernie Sanders' rhetoric, calling, you know, Republicans are the worst, they're authoritarians, Donald Trump, he's a Russian asset. You know, Donald Trump wins an election. You got enough dumb people out there that think, oh, my gosh, Vladimir Putin just overthrew our government. I better go do something. Shot up the Republicans. Now, again, I place all of the responsibility on the individual. But the problem is not everybody adheres to this same standard. Okay, if this guy ran over the kid and this guy had even been seen shopping for a Trump hat, they would be blaming this on Trump. They'd be blaming this on Republicans. They'd be blaming this on ultra MAGA. That's the double standard of our time. And it's a really dangerous thing 
You need to hold people individually accountable for their actions. But when it comes to elected leadership, we can give you a thousand examples of Kamala Harris bailing out violent rioters out in Minneapolis. How many montages have we played of high level Democrats talking about the need to get mad, the need to get violent, the need to get out in the streets, get in their faces, tell them they have unleashed a whirlwind. You know, when they go low, we kick them, all of that stuff. It's really dangerous, man. And we're going to get more facts out of this case. We'll discuss it with Sean Davis. But you understand we'll discuss it because nobody else is going to. That's the problem right now in this country. So this kid's life mattered. Unless, of course, you work in the media, in which case his life could be a negative reflection of the Democratic Party. So you send in the punt team. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Always excited to talk to this next guest. He's a little bit of a political wallflower, but we're going to try to get him to come out of his shell, express his true views. CEO, co-founder of The Federalist, Sean Davis, back on the show. Hey, man. Jay Fay, what's cracking? Is today the day you loosen up a little bit and really express yourself on the show, take some stances? I'm told, I'm, told I'm just way too subtle. <laughs> and I keep my views. Uh, they're too nuanced. And so I'm going to try and be more black and white today. Well, we're part say. of my ongoing self-improvement well, I guys, uh, attempts. Well, there's, there's a couple of like qualifiers I have to issue. Because normally I would say, you know, we once opined that you and I are like two homeless men shouting at each other on different sides of the road. But we can no longer bill ourselves that way if we want to make our way up to Martha's Vineyard because they'll deport us. That's true. Yeah, maybe we are. Um, maybe we're just two migrants uh, <laughs> yelling at each other uh, on Nantucket. <laughs> That's that. So listen, man. I didn't talk to you last week. I thought about you an awful lot. Was there anything funnier than that story? I mean, I have clips of of people on TV yelling, "Migrants, we've got your back." This stunt failed. Literally within twenty minutes of the migrants being kicked onto buses and shipped out of town. It was hilarious. I think I might have spent a two, like two whole days last week doing nothing but sending memes to people. <laughs> Just a meme forwarding menace is what I was last week. I couldn't get enough of them. Uh-huh. I, last week, I, I was telling my, my uh, colleagues, when you're on the right and you're in media, we don't get a lot of good days. Normally, we're just trying to fight the bad guys. But every now and again, you get a great day where everything aligns. And last week was a great week, and I just have to thank the the, the wine moms of Martha's Vineyard <laughs> for what they did for us because America needed that. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I lo- hate has no home here, and neither do you. Get on the bus and get out of here. That was my favorite. It was it was amazing. And yes, they did. It was, you know, some chicken soup, some organic uh, free range chicken soup for the for the liberal soul and for the conservative soul as well. Uh, This idea, though, that they're trying to run, you know, the the migrants enriched us. Did you see that CNN article? It was my favorite thing in the world. Well, I don't know about you, but whenever things enrich me, I try to get rid of them as soon as possible. So like, <laughs> when, 
when the helicopters just start dropping bags of cash on me, I'm like, I'm so enriched and I've got to get rid of all this money. <laughs> that's what you do when you're enriched by things is you put it on a truck immediately and send it away. Oh, it's so funny. And it's like I, there's so many different ways to come at this from because the fraud of the whole thing, obviously, it's very effective. When you talk about media, how they get a term into the vernacular and just run with it, like the term human trafficking is the accepted term now. It's all over Twitter. It's all over the media. DeSantis is a human trafficker. But no one can draw the distinction between how DeSantis is a human trafficker, but Biden isn't. DeSantis put 50 people in air conditioning. Biden's shipped a million people around the country, not to mention we have actual human traffickers making a billion dollars at the border. Do they have a meeting? Like, how does it actually work that this becomes just the accepted narrative as quickly as it does? Well, I'll tell you, I think I'm going to give you the full down low on how it is they decide that that DeSantis is a trafficker, but Biden is basically running the Immigration Underground Railroad. <laughs> and it here here it is. So everyone, get your pens out, uh-huh. get your note your notes app out on the phone. Uh-huh. Jimmy, it's different because reasons. <laughs> it's so true, <laughs> and we ju- and we just have to understand that. It's just that reasons, it's a thing. We've all got to make peace. We're talking to Sean Davis, CEO, co-founder of The Federalist. I saw Corrine Jean-Pierre tell MSNBC last night that, you know, DeSantis Republican governors are risking these migrants' lives by sending them to these cities. She's technically not wrong. Like, she's not making the point she thinks she's making because everybody is risking their life by traveling to a blue city. But I think she's trying to phrase this differently, no? Yeah, well, can I tell you my favorite thing of what happened? There's a picture from one of these uh, from one of these wine moms in Martha's Vineyard, of, of course, posted to social media because you you can't do something uh, nice and not put it on social media. That's yeah. that's not allowed in those social circles. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of a of a bunch of these illegal immigrants who are there that they took into their home for a meal. Mm-hmm. One of them is wearing a Ruth Bader Ginsburg T-shirt, <laughs> which I which I don't think came from the origin of his journey. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were right. hanging those out in Caracas, no? Apparently, yeah. But so, so I'm, I can just imagine the uh, the conversation that she's having. Like, you, you, if you want to eat, you got to put on that shirt. <laughs> but the best part was there was this spread of like cereals mm-hmm. and just like carbs all over the place. But it wasn't the name brand cereals. Yeah. They got instead of like cocoa puffs, they got all the immigrants like chocolate poofs. And instead of Rice Krispies, it was like the weird generic generic store brand. And to this day, it makes me laugh every time they couldn't even spring for the Fruit Loops. They had a spring for like the Fruity Hoops for them. That's so sad. They got they didn't get corn pops. They got actual corn pop. The guy. <laughs> yes. Corn pop gonna make you an omelet. Hold on now. It's crazy. But you're right, and it's so funny because, you know, the actions of how little these people meant to them, and they're actually shipped to, like, a military base. And I think there's a bigger point here. It's like we all know they have the capacity to take in 50 migrants. If they're taking in 150,000 tourists, if they're having 700 people to Obama's birthday party, they could take in 50 migrants. But I think their calculation was, hey, we could stick it to DeSantis and let these people stay, but that could result in us getting more migrants. And I think that's where they're boxed into a corner here, that corner being they don't want these people around unless they're holding a leaf blower or something of that nature. 
Right. And, and, you know, it's just, it's so fascinating to watch. I, I have these conversations a lot and, and friends and family will say, well, see, we just proved they're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell them, no, they're not hypocrites. Because to be a hypocrite, you actually have to hold the principle that you're now violating. They don't have any principle at all. What they wanted was for uh, chaos to engulf the red states, Mm -hmm. and they wanted blue states to have nothing happen to them. And what I loved about this exercise was, yes, it kind of showcased the so-called hypocrisy, but it made them feel in their lives the pain that they're causing everyone else in the country. It made them for just a day, just mm-hmm. 24 hours, grapple with the problems they're creating for, say, Del Rio, Texas, which is dealing with thousands and thousands of illegals flooding across the border every day. And, and mind you, Del Rio is not an extremely wealthy town that brings in hundreds of thousands of, of tourists yeah. with lots of money each year. It's a very, very poor border town with like 50,000 people where the illegals now outnumber the actual citizens there. So I I think DeSantis needs to do this all over the country. He needs to do the Hamptons next. (laughs) He needs to do uh, Ocean City and Rehoboth. He needs to go into Hyde Park. (laughs) Do you like my idea then? Over and over. No, no, I'm with you on this. I think it's brilliant. And I, again, I think when you're talking about this on a substantive level, the, the fraud of the left is they want us to be mad at the guy who's shipping people around the country to draw attention to an actual humanitarian crisis, fentanyl poisoning deaths and every atrocity that's happening to a migrant trying to sneak across the border, whether we're talking about suffocation or women getting sexually assaulted or people drowning in rivers. He's never going to be the bad guy to objective observers because he's trying to force them to deal with the crisis. The idea that they're alleging fake racism and human trafficking is a way of ending the conversation to objective people, as you and I are, I'd like to think, is highlighting just the callous indifference they have to the life and death of these people. They don't care. Like, they actually don't care. Like, is there a world, I mean, am I wrong? Is there a world where they care what happens to these people? No, no, not at all. They, they, they are all uh, Lucille, Butte, Lucille Bluth. <laughs> and and when, when Anyan gets anointing, it doesn't matter that Lucille adopted him. He's got to go. I mean, <laughs> you, you are exactly right. They don't care about people at all. Just look at this uh, sheriff from Bexar County yep. in, in Houston mm-hmm. who said, oh, I'm going to start investigating the governor of Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have a map in front of me, but I don't, I don't think yeah. a county sheriff in Texas has jurisdiction <laughs> over the Florida governor. <laughs> this is the guy who did nothing when a, a, a semi-tractor yeah. uh, trailer came through and had 50 dead bodies on it of people who were literally trafficked by cartels over the border. He had nothing to say about that. He wasn't on CNN talking about an investigation there. But this, oh, he's on the camera, and it proves what you said. They don't care about these people's lives. They don't care about how they were hurting where they were or how they're hurting here or how people who are here are hurting because of this uh, complete collapse of our borders. They don't care because they're a bunch of freaking sociopaths. It is. It's it's so disgusting. It's just power, power, power. Uh, play Shark Tank with me for a second because I had an idea that I think I could make money off of. Could I, if this is Shark Tank, you're one of the sharks, could I make money uh, selling a children's book in Martha's Vineyard called Where's Oswaldo? Um, only only if you were selling it six years ago when they were doing their migrants in cages. Because <laughs> now they know where it is. It's no fun, right? right? They're like, we know where he is. He's at the military base eating rations. 
Damn it, Sean Davis. I thought I had a shot here. Well, I just lost one shark. I'll have to pitch somebody else. But let me ask you one other thing. We're talking about double standards. Uh, Sean Davis is on the line, CEO, co-founder of The Federalist. Uh, There's been a lot said in our media about rhetoric and the toxic effect rhetoric has on people's actions as they consume it. And, you know, we're a few weeks removed from Biden bathing himself in red lights and saying we're all a bunch of fascists and a threat to the republic. Did you see this horrible story out in North Dakota where this 41-year-old lunatic ran over the the Republican kid? Yeah, entirely because he was a Republican. Murdered him in cold blood. And, by the way, he's out on bond right now. That's sick. That is so disgusting. And you're not going to hear about it. Like, you're also not going to hear about the elected guy uh, official in Nevada who killed a journalist because he's a Democrat. Well, you'll hear about that story, but they don't actually put that he's a Democrat in the article. Have you seen any of that? Yep, you're exactly right. And, and again, it's because our, our media are so corrupt and they're so craven. They don't care about any of the things they actually pretend to care about. All they care about is power, which is why they have these completely fake meltdowns about insurrections and um, a democracy. But, but yet when their side does it, like they did for a whole year in 2020 when they were burning cities mm-hmm. down left and right, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, it's so sick, man. It's so sick. I always And I think about the guy in Waukesha that ran over the whole frickin' Christmas parade after posting 100 times on Facebook that white people needed to die because Kyle Rittenhouse got found not guilty. And, like, the thing is, like, I can clown these people. We make fun of it. But it really is, like, in a weird, not even in a weird way, I think in a very direct way, really just destroying the quality of everything in the country because when there's a double standard, there's no standard. And when it comes to political violence, like, there clearly is a double standard. And I think a lot of people are starting to recognize that. But the damage has been done, whether we're talking about bail reforms or anything in between. It's really like a disgusting time. What's your over under on this guy in North Dakota being out of the news, the liberal who ran over the Republican kid? Can this story make Friday or no? No, not a chance. Nothing. It's it's, it's barely lunch on Wednesday. There's yeah. no way it's making a Friday. <laughs> See, it, it's, might not, it, it might not survive until breakfast tomorrow. It's sick, but it's true. Like they will, this can't get buried fast enough. And it's so disgusting, man. And the part that I don't think people get is there are a lot of very reasonable people that are almost like politically agnostic people that are really being poked. Okay, that are really being told they are fascist. They are white supremacist. They are hate people. I don't know anybody that like I I know plenty of people who hate liberal policies, but most people I know as it pertains to liberals just think they're hilarious because they find them to be so emotionalist and stupid and transparent. I don't know. Like, do you hang out in circles where anyone's actually like angry at liberals all day? Most of the time we're just making fun of them. Uh, agreed. Yeah, we're 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 doing what I did. We're sending around silly memes to each other and <laughs> laughing like a bunch of idiots. Um, yeah, but 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 I want to take I want to yeah. take issue with one thing you said, which mm-hmm. was talking about incitement mm-hmm. and rhetoric and all that. And and I think you were probably probably just being glib and tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. I don't actually believe um, that for ninety nine point nine percent of people, either what Trump says or what Biden says matter. I, mm-hmm. I think people. We've gotten to a point here yep. where we don't hold people accountable for their own actions. Yep. Like it wasn't Joe Biden's fault or the DNC's fault that that guy did that. It was that mm-hmm. guy's fault. He's a psycho mm-hmm. whose whose entire moral code uh, is upside down. And, and I, it, it just drives me nuts when we get into this thing about who incited whom and whose yeah. rhetoric is worse. 
Mm-hmm. Can we just like hold people accountable for what they do? No, that's a win. And you know what? To my credit, Sean Davis, I did say that before you came on because I was referencing the Bernie Sanders campaign worker who shot up the congressional baseball game. At the time, like Steve Scalise wasn't on our air blaming Bernie Sanders. He was blaming the guy. And I think this is very symptomatic of their larger issue, which comes back to even something like gun control, is they don't want to blame the individual. They'll let you sue the manufacturer. They'll go after the NRA. They'll yell at Fox. They'll yell at everybody in between. But you're right to want that emphasis on the individual. That being said, as your fellow homeless guy on the other side of the street, at least this gives us a point of contention for the next block we walk. That's right. Uh, the, the, the next fight between us is going to be epic. <laughs> Yo, the minute I get out of this liquor store, you're going down, Sean Davis. It is on. Uh, love talking to you, man. I do appreciate the candor. You finally you loosened up a little bit for us today. We all appreciate it. Uh, it's Always so much fun to be on your show, Jimmy, so thank you for having me. You're the best, my man. There he goes, the great Sean Davis, CEO, co-founder of The Federalist, making a lot of brilliant points, man. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of people who agree with Sean Davis that aren't hardcore like political activists. They're not right-wing MAGA strongmen. They're people who could care less. Most of the people in my life, in my immediate family, the best guys I know, guys that were career law enforcement, career farmers, and everything in between out in the Midwest – didn't care about politics three years ago, didn't care about it five years ago, didn't really care about it two years ago. But now they're seeing all of this garbage infiltrate their own quality of life, and they're seeing a lot of common sense positions abandoned. I'm not talking about when Democrats try to pressure you into seeing it their way by calling something a common sense gun law. I'm talking about common sense things like the fact that there, oh, I don't know, is a biological difference between a man and a woman. Or, oh, I don't know, that if someone murders somebody, they belong in prison. You know, when you start telling people who are otherwise politically agnostic that they're a bunch of hate-filled white supremacists, it does get their attention after the 100th attempt to characterize them that way. And the Democrats have taken a lot of people who are otherwise politically indifferent and really mobilized them politically against their ideology because like myself, like a guy like Sean Davis, like yourself, they recognize this is a real threat to not only the quality of life in this country, but the safety there as well. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You can come hang out with me in Iowa. It's going to be a wild one. Saturday night, October 15th, we are in Ottumwa, Iowa. Why? Because I need to get a better agent. No, I can't. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's an awesome theater. Tons of Fox News super fans out there. I'm excited to get out and hang out. Let's do it. Uh, if you want to go, you're in the area. Uh, I am flying into Des Moines, so I don't want to hear you're 100 miles away. So am I. Uh, but, no, I'll be there Saturday night, the 15th. You can get tickets uh, to see me at the Bridgeview Center. Uh, those tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, got some other dates coming up in October that are about to launch. Uh, you'll see me promoting them all over the TV the rest of the week this week, and I'll certainly mention them here tomorrow once they go live because you guys have the highest security clearance in all the radio. So don't screw it up and use your private server. This is not okay. Byron Donalds is okay. He's a superstar representative from the great state of Florida, self-proclaimed guy with the most swag in Congress. He stops by. 
the fashion police going to be making a couple of arrests when we come back. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up. Got a big hour of Fox Across America coming your way. Florida Representative Byron Donalds is going to be here from the 19th Congressional District. Uh, He's going to be talking about this whole migrant hullabaloo going on between Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden. You know, the hullabaloo that should be going on between the United States government and, oh, I don't know, the Mexican drug cartels. Correct the mundo. No, but this is why we can't have nice things. New York Attorney General Letitia James... Another reason we can't have nice things, the AG uh, announcing that she is bringing charges against the Trump organization uh, earlier in the day today. Uh, She filed a $250 million lawsuit against the former president, something that as I speak to you, former attorney general of the United States of America, Bill Barr, is calling a political hit job and a gross overreach. Those are Bill Barr's words. He's saying the attorney general wildly overstepped her bounds and that this looks wildly politically motivated. And it's hard to argue with Bill Barr on this one because Letitia James literally ran for the attorney general's gig here in New York by vowing to go after Donald Trump. That was the whole point of her running. This is the most dangerous thing about our politics. We live in a city of New York right now that's got a 30-year high spike in murders, okay? Crime is out of control. You can't walk three feet without seeing someone going to the bathroom on a sidewalk. But because they nationalized our politics, they got people to go to the polls based on what the national issues were at the time. Someone like Letitia James, who shouldn't be running a 5K, let alone the attorney general's office, was able to win an election by just vowing to go after Trump. I'll get Donald Trump. He's the problem in New York. Not even close. Nothing Donald Trump was doing had any effect on New York whatsoever. Okay, to be clear, Donald Trump was pushing views that would help clean up New York, like, you know, respect the people in uniform, give them more funding, not less, you know, adhere to the rule of law, stuff like that. It was actually good. But in theory, nobody who's running a a blue state cares about any of that. What they care about again and again and again is power. He knows what he's talking about. And the means to getting power in a one-party town is just by vowing to devote all of your energy to the political boogeyman of the day, which in this case has been the orange Cheeto Jesus, as they call him on the left. Orange man, bad. Okay, New York's gun crimes are spiking. Their rapes are spiking. Their robberies are spiking. Their murders are spiking. Is Donald Trump committing any of those crimes? The answer would be no. No, no. But Letitia James goes after Donald Trump because the people who turn out to vote don't care about the quality of life in this town. They're taking helicopters out to the Hamptons on the weekends. They're taking the Hampton Jitney out to their vacation residences. They're getting boated up to Greenwich or somewhere else, maybe Martha's Vineyard. They're going up to the Cape. The people who vote in New York vote Democrat, regardless of how poorly the conditions deteriorate, because they don't care what happens to the city. They just want to win. I agree with that. So Letitia James, when she ran for attorney general, this is the woman who just filed a $250 million lawsuit against Trump today. These are her words. This is not a characterization of her words. This is not me selectively editing her words. These are her vows if you put her into office. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I look forward to 
to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him and then going home. He said I know my name personally. Garbage like you just makes me sick. This is a woman as a candidate. I look forward to going into the office every day, suing him, and then going home. You're a loony. I mean, really think about that. What did she say? Donald Trump is fueling my soul. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Okay. Are you going to sue him? Promise me you're going to sue him. Oh, girl, I'm going to sue him. Okay, do you understand, like, Donald Trump, I've said this to you before, and I think people listening around the country, some of you are getting it, okay? Donald Trump exists for white people, elite black liberals here in New York, people who physically hate themselves. I mean hate themselves. So they need Donald Trump around to hate, to antagonize, to attack, so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. I admire your honesty. That's what we're dealing with here, okay? These are people who hate Letitia James right now. Again, how can you tell me we should be devoting the full force and fury of our attorney general's office at a time when murders are up, robberies are up, and rapes are up? What we need to do is go through Donald Trump. That's what they're doing right now. That's the priority in New York. What the hell is the world coming to? But this is, again... Where the liberal ideology is such a threat to the quality of everything in this country. Their feelings are so much more important than the facts. Their feelings are so much more important than your well-being. So much more important than the real issues facing this country. Her allegation in Supreme Court, again, Bill Barr just got off Fox News on Fox News a minute ago. He was on with John Roberts and Sandra Smith on America Reports said it is a gross overreach by the attorney general and then said this is a purely partisan move. And it's hard to argue with him when you hear Letitia James say that suing Donald Trump fuels her soul. Get her out. Get her out of here. Which is exactly where this is going to go. So I want you to understand, okay, when they sue Donald Trump, this isn't going anywhere. Why? Because there's a clear conflict of interest. You can't sit down and convince an objective jury that a woman who just said f- ruining this guy fuels my soul doesn't have a motivation in bringing this case. It very much looks contaminated from the word go. Here's a news flash. It looks contaminated. Why? Because it is. This is disgusting. Okay. This, no, it's so stupid, man. It's no different than, ah, oh, DeSantis is a human trafficker. Yo, actual human traffickers are making a billion dollars off our border right now. Actual human traffickers had 53 people suffocate in a trailer. Did we mobilize the National Guard to go after those human traffickers? The answer would be no. Did a single solitary journalist fly down to cover it? The answer would be no. No. But 50 migrants showed up on an air conditioning bus in the middle of pumpkin spice season. This is a humanitarian crisis. We got to get up there. All hands on deck. That's what's going on. But again and again and again, why are they prosecuting the Donald Trumps of the world? Why are they calling the Ron DeSantis of the world human traffickers? Because they don't want to be held accountable for their own record. Bingo. You can't run on, hey, it's a 40-year high in inflation. Nobody can afford gas. You can't run on that. Okay? Everybody's dying of fentanyl. You can't run on that. 
So you got to run on, you should see the other guy. Yeah, I might be bad, but the other guy, the other guy was worse. That is a fact check false. Every time Biden yells MAGA, MAGA, oh, the right wing ultra MAGA. Okay, let's talk about this. Did we have a 40-year record high in inflation under MAGA? The answer would be no. Did we have a porous border leading to a record level of fentanyl deaths? The answer would be no. Was the murder rate up 35%? The answer would be no. Was gas, they're bragging that it's 377. Was gas uh, this high when he took office? The answer would be no. No, it was $1.30 lower. How about the stock market? Okay, Biden has wiped out every single gain from the day he took office. The market lower now than the day he got sworn in. Biden is such a disaster. So, of course, they're going to start raiding Mar-a-Lago, prosecuting the Trump organization, suing his kids. Ridiculous. Okay, Trump's not going to jail here. At some point, his lawyers will make a settlement. They'll pay some money just to shut the whole thing up. But that's what this is. It's harassment. It's designed to make the midterm conversation about orange man bad. And the reason they're focusing on an orange man bad is because their leadership is exponentially worse. The show that loves you like a sibling. We'll always be brothers. It's Fox Across America with brother Jimmy Fallon. Donald Trump's presidency is over, but for millions of Americans who devoted their entire lives to bashing him, the battle is just getting started. My car won't start, friggin' Trump. The Ex-President Hotline helps you find a way to move on with your life. The Ex-President Hotline. He's destroying this country and he deserves to be in jail. He's not in office anymore, ma'am. Take a deep breath. Don't mansplain to me. Hating a president is a good way to avoid your own problems. Unfortunately, presidents go away, but your problems don't. Where's the tow truck? Probably stuck in traffic because of Trump. The Ex-President Hotline. Giving millions of Americans an outlet they can vote for. Thank you for holding. I understand you're calling because you're still upset about Barack Obama. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. (laughs) It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Ex-president complaint line ringing off the hook right now. Uh, And why is it ringing off the hook? Okay, I said this earlier. We just broke news that New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed a lawsuit that former Attorney General Bill Barr is calling a gross overreach. It's absurd. It's going nowhere. They're suing the Trumps for $250 million. Nothing's going to happen. But this fuels news cycles over on MSNBC and CNN. CNN is the worst. Oh, you don't understand. Trump, he's in trouble with the law. This guy's a criminal. Wrong. Okay, history will show when we're removed from the emotion of the Trump era that the people attacking him were so far out of bounds, so much more so than even he was. And believe me, I'll be the first guy to tell you Trump's not throwing a perfect game. But the reason they're talking up Trump is twofold. One is obviously the perception of Biden's management of this country. Here's Steve Kornacki over on MSNBC, flat out admitting that polling shows Americans think Biden screwed the economy. Come on, man. This ain't even me talking. This is MSNBC, clip 48. 
What hovers all over all of this, though, is, again, the economy. You saw the Republican advantage on the economy. And when you ask this question about Joe Biden, the effect his policies have had in the economy, a two-to-one margin, folks saying it's more hurt the economy than help the economy. So ultimately, what the Republicans hope here is you know, abortions taken center stage this summer. Donald Trump, uh, his numbers aren't very good in this poll. He took center stage this summer, this summer, and this summer has seen that generic ballot get tighter and draw even in our poll. What Republicans hope is that ultimately between now and Election Day, it's the economy that reemerges at the fore. Yep. And and the economy will reemerge. You want to know why? Because it never went away. Do you understand? The economy has been the number one issue all summer long. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Every single poll. Okay, just because the Democrats and the media started covering things other than the economy doesn't mean the issue ever went away. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So you understand, okay? Oh, the economy of reemerging Republicans are hoping. No, 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 no. Okay. What MSNBC covers, what CNN covers, none of it matters. You want to know why? Because everybody watching is already voting Democrat. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So when you see Steve Kornacki analyze this from a standpoint of, well, the Republicans, you know, they're hoping. No, 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 no. The Democrats are hoping there was a moment where the economy went away and that maybe it won't reemerge. But here's a newsflash. It's been the number one issue the whole Biden presidency. You're absolutely right. But the other reason there's so much Trump talk, and I alluded to this earlier, is a lot of really rich white people that just hate themselves, hate themselves so much. And they have to get out of bed every day and have that self-righteousness. And it so blinds them to the self-awareness that would otherwise tell them they're a crazy person. I'll give you a good example. Howard Stern, okay, used to be super relevant. He was the king of all media. That's what he dubbed himself. Okay, the fact that Donald Trump, a regular guest on his show, has dwarfed him in terms of relevance, in terms of reach, in terms of stature, it burns his balls on a level that he can't even come in and be around his staff anymore. Howard hasn't done a show with Sirius in over two years. You know, the beginning of this was the pandemic, and he is a little bit of a germaphobe, hypochondriac and stuff. But he can't, in the Trump era, face his staff in person and deal with the reality that one of his regular guests kind of usurped him, became so much more relevant and omnipotent in the press, and he has become a monster to his staff. He has become the very thing he hates. Okay, which is the out of touch liberal, the out of touch elitist. Don't you folks come near me. I don't be around the little folks. I'm one of the beautiful people now. I'm Howard Stern. I've got billions of dollars. Okay, and he's so, so burnt over this Trump thing that he's now taking people like, oh, I don't know, Prince Harry. And he's likening Prince Harry to some kind of a Trump supporter. (laughs) Prince Harry is a woke Ginger idiot with no balls. Okay, Prince Harry is a guy lecturing about climate change around the world right now. Is climate change a Trump thing? The answer would be no. Prince Harry is out there lecturing about wokeness and inclusion. Everything woke turns to. And Howard Stern would know that he might think before he spoke. But in his mindset, his self-loathing mindset, a man living a life of spectacular prosperity. 
A man with a radio career. Could you even imagine? Like, compared to Howard Stern, he's like a cruise ship. I'm like a Somali pirate on an inflatable raft. But when it comes to talent and influence, I am the captain now. Okay, way more relevant and important than Howard Stern because he's doing nothing. He's broadcasting in obscurity, throwing Trump tantrums and berating his staff. But here he is saying Prince Harry is like Trump people. Clip 53. Well, he reminds me of like these MAGA Trumpy people. They don't really understand what they're asking for. They want a um, they want a king. They want a ruler. They've never lived in a country that doesn't have freedom. We have something called the Constitution with laws. And no one is above the law. There are no kings, not even the president of the United States. And these laws we hold sacred because it may, it's exactly what makes our country great. Mm-hmm. Somehow these morons who you know founded this country had some ability to create a document, a living, breathing document that we based our country on. That was embarrassing. I mean, really. That was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being that stupid? Really, though? Okay, first of all, if you're going to yell and scream about laws, you should probably be losing your mind over the border. You should probably be losing your mind over what the defund the police movement did to this city. But, of course, it doesn't affect you because you're out in the Hamptons. But Prince Harry is the antithesis of a Trump guy, of these Trumpy people. But he only knows how to pivot to Trump. Why? Because he's obsessed with Trump. I can't tell you, okay, I know people who know him. I know people who work for him, okay? We swim in a lot of the same circles. I mean, not as much anymore because he's out in the Hamptons. And I met Howard Stern, and he was great to me, great to me. He was not bad to me. So I don't have, like, a vendetta against the guy. But I can tell you from driving a cab and understanding human nature and watching how obsessed he is with Trump and how he can take something like Prince Harry. Prince Harry wants nothing to do with Donald Trump. Donald Trump once hilariously was asked at a White House press briefing if he had any advice for Prince Harry because of the marriage to Meghan Markle. And he just said, I wish him luck because she's not the best. (laughs) Donald Trump is having nothing to do with each other. Prince Harry is flying around the world in a private jet lecturing people about climate change or whatever his wife tells him to say, whatever his wife tells him to say. Okay, Donald Trump, whatever you think of the guy, is very much his own man. Okay, and that's another thing that burns Howard's balls. It goes beyond irrelevance. It goes to the fact that he's not calling his own shots in his life anymore either. So what does he do? He takes it out on Trump. But Trump is not Howard Stern's problem. Howard Stern is Howard Stern's problem. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're trying to hold this country together. Got some high-level backup coming in here in a minute on a big Wednesday episode of the show. Uh, if you're watching Fallavision this week, I will be on an outnumbered couch tomorrow morning, uh, surrounded by Harris and Kaylee and Emily Campagno will try to sober up for an hour of TV work. Uh, you know, Emily's the best, good friend of the show. But right now we're talking uh, about the state of the country. Why? Because there's been a really, really big effort being made around the country to focus everyone's ire on Ron DeSantis as a human trafficker, when in fact the president himself is flying people all over the world. Uh, and the reason he's doing so is because he reversed a lot of border policies that had left our border secured. It's a really dumb time to be alive, and it's hard to get a straight answer out of anybody. 
because we're less than 50 days from the midterms, okay? And these folks, oh my goodness gracious, they just want to win. So they don't really care. They're not listening to themselves. They'll say anything, okay? I'll play you clips, man, because we have so many. But here are migrants talking to Griff Jenkins about our border. This is the debate. This is clip 23. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally. Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Biden sucks. Okay, understand. The border's open. Okay, when you hear things from Kamala like, oh, the border's secure. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Okay, nothing. but It's all word salad and stupidity. Speaking of, here's Kamala talking about investing in community banks. I wanted to play this. It's clip 55. So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks. Because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. <laughs> if you did a shot every time she said community, you'd be in really bad shape. <laughs> well, the community, we got to fund the community because we invest in community because the communities, they understand what the community. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Weapons grade stupid. She's one of the stupidest people you'll ever meet. One of the dumbest people you'll ever come across. But it was her quote that really touched this whole thing off because she got on TV with a straight face. With a straight face and told you that the border was closed. Think about that. Chuck Todd, who's as big of a partisan shill as we've ever had in media. Like, might as well be holding up a foam number one finger like he's at a ball game, slugging back beers. We love you, Democrats. Chuck Todd said the border was secure. Okay, excuse me. Kamala Harris said the border was secure. Chuck Todd said. What the hell did you just say? He, like, gave her a chance to correct the statement. Here it is, clip 22. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in. And it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. Clown stuff. Straight circus. Like, she should be driving around, like, not in the beast. She'd be in, like, a tiny red car with 71 people in it. And they get out and they hit you with a bucket of confetti. This straight, like, straight circus act. Okay? The border is secure in that it is a priority for our administration to secure it. Wait, what? <laughs> I can imagine being a kid. I grew up in an era where your parents could just knock you out. Like, my dad would come through a quick smack in the head, but it was so helpful. Like, you can't get mad at your parents. That's how you learn to behave. That's how you learn to respect authority. If my dad would have said, did you take out the garbage? And I would have said, the garbage has been taken out in that it's a priority for me to take it out. <laughs> Dude, 
would have got. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. I would have got knocked out. Well, the, you know, the, the garbage has been taken out because it's a priority to take it out. But you flat out admit it. You haven't taken it out. Okay, and what did Kamala do there? She pivoted to the next admin, the last administration. Well, that's the you know, it's the previous administration is what it is. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. Yo, the previous administration. Okay, and I'm telling you this as your radio buddy. I don't think Trump's running again. I actually do not think that. I know a lot of people who know him. I know his family. I know a lot of people who politic with him in the Republican Party. I actually don't think he's running. Okay, I really don't. And if he does run, I don't even think he's going to get the nomination. I think it's going to be DeSantis or Tim Scott or somebody like that. Uh, I really do. And I'm not saying that because I'm mad at Trump or I want you to think I don't like the guy. I think is I'd give anything for Trump over Biden right now. Biden's ruining the country. Okay, and that's the point. Trump's policies were pro-America, just like every other world leader. But when the only thing you run on is grievance and straw man racism, the Democrats had to oppose every single thing he did on racial grounds, as if any other country in the world doesn't try to secure its border to the best that it can, as if any other you know, country in the world doesn't want to limit the amount of drugs coming in and killing people, as if any other country in the world doesn't want to limit the amount of people getting sexually assaulted as they cross the border, drowning in rivers, suffocating in trailers. Okay, Trump's priorities are no different than any other world leaders. Enrich your people. Keep your streets safe. That's the government's job. The government's number one job is to keep us safe, is to maintain law and order. Okay, we don't have law and order. We have a party in power that as recently as a year ago wanted to defund the people in charge of maintaining law and order. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Defund the police does not mean abolish the police. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities. I am for defunding the police. Look, the reality is we can't rely upon the police to provide public safety. It's a moment to reimagine policing, to take things off the shoulders. And what we also want is a reconception of how we achieve public safety. How do we take out many of the responsibilities that police officers are now dealing with by investing more into housing, into education, into these other things? You know, in, in many cities in America, over one third of their city budget goes to police. So we have to have this conversation. I mean, really think about that. That's the government's job. The government's job is to keep you safe, is to create an environment where you can go to work, your kids can go to school, people can go to church, people can take a vacation, people can go to a ball game, people can hang out. Okay, the government's not doing its job right now because it's being run by people like Kamala Harris that have no principles. Okay, they're talking about funding police again because the midterms are coming up. They're trying to fast track two police bills to the floor tomorrow. Okay, the same people who were telling you police were the mortal enemy of our people are now telling you we've got to prop the police up. Why? Do they care about people? Of course not. They care about poll numbers. Something showed them in their internal polling that Republicans are a lot more trusted when it comes to people being safe, being kept safe by the government. So the Democrats are like, we got to do something. Come on, we got to get something going on with the police here. Let's get moving. And that's exactly what they're doing, okay? But this is ridiculous. What Biden has done 
okay, what the Democratic Party and their allies in the media have done by waging all of these straw man arguments that have nothing to do with protecting our country is they've made every single one of us less safer as a result. And they really don't care. That's the part you need to understand. They don't care. Okay, if you care about humanitarian crisis, if you care about inhumane conditions, when people suffocate and die in a trailer, here's a newsflash. Okay, you say right then and there, enough's enough with this border situation. We got to do something about it. Okay, but they didn't say enough is enough with this border situation. You want to know why? Because they don't care. They flat out do not care. Okay, here is, okay, Ron DeSantis. And he's talking about the situation in Florida. And he's talking about the real stunt here, which is not him relocating people to get attention. It's Biden reversing the border policies that have led to this crisis. It's clip nine. They accuse the governors of Arizona, Texas and me of political stunts in terms of dealing with illegal immigration. But the biggest stunt was Biden coming into office and reversing Trump's policies, not because Trump's policies weren't working. He reversed them because he wanted to virtue signal to his base and he wanted to show that he thought Donald Trump was bad. And that's why he reversed it. And he reversed it knowing what would end up happening. Uh, and so he has done, he has pulled the biggest political stunt. Look, I think people need to press the case on this in the midterms. We know the inflation, the economy, as you said, is going to be a big issue. Crime's going to be a huge issue. But this immigration and border, I think, is now a front burner issue. He knows what he's talking about. He absolutely does. And that's the bigger issue we're dealing with right now, okay, is the people in power, okay, the people who are pulling those voting levers to select who the people in power are, they're engulfed by a massive philosophical divide in that the people in power don't prioritize what the people on the ground are doing, meaning the people on the ground are getting screwed because the people in power aren't actually looking out for that quality of life that we're pointing to. So in this moment, I have no other recourse than to go full radio DeSantis and keep on taking the fight to the government. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who was not out shooting last week with Lauren Boebert and Caroline Levitt. Uh, this next guest was uh, from the 19th Congressional District of Florida, Mr. Rambo himself. Byron Donald's back on the show. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? I like that. Rambo? No, no, no. <laughs> Better yet. Um, Commando. Schwarzenegger. That's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> that's, a do- that's a great movie. Well, I want to say this because when I saw the pictures, because Levitt was on last week when she won her big primary race. So there you go. But when I was uh, doing my research on the guest, I saw the photos. It's a badass right. photo. Like they posed. I want to give you credit for this because Levitt and, and Representative Bobert posed like, ha ha, we're going shooting. But you actually posed like you were there for combat. You have some good shooting swag. 
Listen, man, I try to make sure I dress for the occasion always. It's not just a smile and a suit here, Jimmy. You got to know this, man. I, I'm for all occasions. There's a lot of substance. There's a lot of no. I'll give you that. It's 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 <laughs> absolutely style and substance. Um, let's have this really quick talk because Florida has been in the eye of the storm because of all this migrant re- relocation stuff. Has there been anything, anything in your memory that has highlighted the hypocrisy of the left when it comes to tolerance and sanctuary cities than Martha's Vineyard kicking people out in 24? hours no the hypocrisy has been happening the whole time you know whether it was new york or whether it was dc that hypocrisy has been hypocrisy has been there i think what's made it like 10 times uh more interesting is that martha's vineyard is literally the democrats of of, uh you know elite enclave yeah that's like their place and so to see how even the people through their policies that come into this country that they don't want them there, that they're quick to ship them off as soon as they possibly can. Of course, it's a, it's a it's a hypocrisy. But guess what? I'm glad Ron DeSantis did it because now people are starting to see that the Democrats are very, very simple, actually. They say all the nice things. They say all the things that make you feel good. But in the back door, when the rooms when the room when the room is shut off from you, they don't want to deal with the consequences of their policy. It's that simple. And the, the, the thing that's even worse is all the news coverage. You got this one sheriff down in San Antonio mm-hmm. talking about he's investigating for human trafficking. <laughs> is he crazy? Yeah. Because Joe Biden's policy and, frankly, Senate Democrat policy, because they support this stuff, actually allows for the drug cartels to actually traffic people into the United States illegally. This is exactly what's happening on the southern border. The news media refuses to acknowledge that the drug cartels are going to make $15 billion, with a B, dollars, this year trafficking, trafficking migrants into the United States. It's obscene. That's the real humanitarian crisis. So spot on. We're talking to Representative Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. Uh, and that's the part I find fascinating, though, is that we're fighting straw man arguments on human traffickers. We're not fighting the correct battle. And I think that you can make that case on, on almost every issue we're dealing with right now. Even when we talk about green energy, I wanted to bring this up really quick, okay, because yeah. I, I was about to do this story with Harris Faulkner today, but Biden ran his mouth at the U.N. for an hour and a half about green energy. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, the green energy, first of all, I don't know the Democrats understand the way energy markets really work. But second of all, uh, I was reading about, you know, representatives in Congress, you know, bringing, you know, the motion to investigate Hunter Biden. Because did I understand that he was negotiating the sale of a cobalt mine, which happens to be a pivotal element in all of the green energy? Listen, not just understand it. The New York Times is the one that wrote the article about it. You know, they did what they typically do. They did it on like December 24th, mm-hmm. you know, like five years ago. So nobody actually read the New York Times on Christmas Eve because, you know, mm-hmm. they're thinking about family. Yeah. But no, the New York Times wrote the article. Uh, Hunter Biden was intimately involved and negotiated the sale of a cobalt mine in the Democratic Republic of the Congo to a Chinese company that is directly tied to the Chinese government. He facilitated that deal. He helped make the deal possible. He had an ownership interest in the company that facilitated the sale. So when Joe Biden sits here and says to people, I have no idea what, you know, my son Hunter's doing, that is a lie. Every parent knows that's a lie. Because as a parent, if you want to find out what your kid is doing, all you got to do is pick up the phone and ask, and you already know. And, Jimmy, first of all, you know this. Parents, if your kid is is negotiating 
you know, multi-million dollar deals. Yeah. Uh, any parent I know is bragging on their child about <laughs> that. Like, hey, man, like we brag on our kids if they got an, if they were the, the lead in the school play yep. and you're bragging on your kid for a month. You mean to tell me he's not bragging to his friends about the job that, that Hunter Biden is doing? That's why this is such a joke. And it's a lie. And this is the media covering for Joe Biden. But why this is critical, why this matters, is because, like you said, cobalt is a critical mineral in all of the aspects of green technology. So you have the president's son, who was negotiating deals with Chinese companies years ago, and now the president's agenda is for green technology in the United States. Give me a break does not pass the old sniff test, as the kids say. But really quickly, because you're right, we do brag on our kids. Uh, my son Lincoln's high school football team covered the spread again this week, so I'm going to bring that up every time. Uh, before I let you go, because we're in the final minute and a half of the show, uh, you were great at this last year. Your Seminoles, uh, two and, uh, 3-0 and start. They took out LSU, took out Louisville. They got Boston College this weekend. Should we lay the 17 and a half as a means of fighting inflation? <laughs> Listen, man, the Noles are here. We're ready. I like our team. I think we're good. All right. I'm serious. I like, where, I like where we're going. No, no, that's – I that, think we're going to be – I'm calling 4 no, Jimmy. I'm calling it. All right. Well, it's 8 point – inflation's 8.3%, dude, so this matters to everybody listening. If you're calling 4 no, we're going all in on the Noles. So if the next time we talk, I'm selling pictures of myself on OnlyFans, it's your fault, just so you know. Uh, no, that would not be my fault. It would be the fault of our <laughs> starting quarterback, not me. You know, this is uh, – let me lay out the disclaimer. The advice you just received on Fox Across America is purely for uh, 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 cinematic and, and comedy comedic purposes. That's enough out of you. You're the best. <laughs> be good, BD. We'll see you soon. Show's over. We'll see you tomorrow. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.